Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas, and welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. I'm your host, as always, Caleb Keller, and joining me again this week is Zach Horvath. Zach Horvath, first of all, how was your week, and how are you doing? Week? Not great. <laughs> I'm doing good, though. It's the weekend. Uh, I'm here to talk some Star Wars again. I just love being here. I love talking to you, love talking to the community. Discord's been hot. I, I don't want to jump to our plugs too early, but do it, man. Hit, hit them all. Hit them all. All right. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Mando Talk. Go there. We've got polls we're going to talk about today if you want to get in on that. Um, but also Discord. We've, we've started uh, getting into Bad Batch spoilers in the Discord, which is sick. It gives us a good place to talk on Fridays before, you know, we drop this not on friday so it gives us just a place to talk to you guys so come on over there let us know what you think each week um it's really nice and it's been fun man i i can't wait to hear again we don't talk before the show so i can't wait to hear your thoughts um and i i really i'm excited we got a lot to talk about again this week yeah so we are going to get to our bad batch episode four spoiler discussion just like we did last week but again Bear with us. We're going to talk about some off-the-top news uh, in the Star Wars galaxy. But hopefully you did, and I will throw this one more plug out there. Hopefully you did get a little bit of Bad Batch Episode 4 spoiler talk from me, though, at this point. I am now going to continue to try to do the quick takeaway reaction spoilers on YouTube's every Friday. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, so you can get that content. Maybe that will help the flow of our episodes go a little bit better. I know last week's we kind of hit that hour and a half mark almost. <laughs> We're going to try our best this week, you know, hang tight, buckle in with us. If we go long, just have fun with us. You know, we're just having a lot of fun talking to each other. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying listening to all of this. And let us know if you if you want us to maybe change our coverage. You know, we're always here for recommendations. We love yeah. your input. We would love to hear it. Now, let's get to these off-the-top topics. And the first one is focused on a Twitter poll question. So, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, John Krasinski's A Quiet Place Part 2, Joe Wright's The Woman in the Window, and Taylor Sheridan's Those Who Wish Me Dead are currently, on Rotten Tomatoes at least, the top streaming and theatrical releases. And they all have one thing in common. They are all rated R. So what I wanted to discuss is do we ever expect to see an R-rated Star Wars project? And that's what our poll was about. Zach, you want to share those poll results? Oh, yeah. So as uh, as Keller said, Twitter at Talk, join in on the, the polls and you could, you know, get your uh, opinion heard on the show here. Looking like, uh, well, like he said, the question was, did you ever expect, do you ever expect to see an R-rated Star Wars project? 85% says no, needs to be for kids. 14% said yes, why not try it? Keller, where do you stand on this? Okay. My heart, actually, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my heart or my brain, but <laughs> part of me wants to see an R-rated project because why not? But because Star Wars at its core, as George has always said, and as Dave Filoni has always said, is for kids, that's where I land. 
but I do know, and you might fall on this, I do know Disney Plus gives us an avenue to explore things. So I'm really interested to see where you fall, but I'll go ahead and say this. I want to see an R-rated Star Wars project. I think it'd be great, but I don't think we're going to see it because I do think it's more so for kids. Zach, what about you? So this is a great question, first of all. Um, I, I voted, and I voted... Yes. I voted yes. I'm, I'm honestly not surprised. <laughs> because, because, no, one one big reason is the ever, do you ever, uh, I, I don't know. I'd like to think that we could get to a place where R doesn't mean, you know, chopping heads off and bloody and crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. they, maybe they, there are for a certain reason. Maybe they drop an F bomb, a couple F bombs or something, or maybe it is really violent. Um, mm. I mean, they're, they're chopping limbs off and shooting people and stuff. So it's already violent. They just don't show any blood or anything. Right. So um, I, you bring up a great point. Disney plus, I think Disney plus isn't the gonna be the place it would land. I think it would be Hulu. That's true. That's a um, great point. I'm glad that you brought that up because there's like pushback currently. I think this is down your lane as far as Marvel goes. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, as far as what they're going right. to do with that once the acquisition period is fully, you know, because Fox currently has the rights to that, correct? But they're well, transitioning it as far yeah, as like yeah. it's soon going to come to either Hulu or Disney Plus. They just don't know yet. It No, it's, I mean, it's Disney's for sure. That That's okay. that's a done deal okay. at this point. Um okay. Now, I don't know if all the paperwork's done, but it's it's official. So it yeah. is a Disney property. Um, but man, it just hurts me that I have to freaking go to Hulu to get to Deadpool if they do that. Because yeah. to me, do it. If you're going to do that, I guess you already have the structure, but like YouTube and YouTube Kids. Okay. So as you guys know, I have a two year old. I can pop open YouTube Kids and I feel somewhat safe that she's not going to get into crazy stuff now i i I will admit that i i look over her shoulder a lot because it freaks me out just letting her have free reign on youtube even youtube kids but um that's kind of how i feel about the disney plus thing where i understand the sentiment of not wanting these r-rated properties on disney plus because you don't want your kids falling into that i guess right yeah but i i don't know just as me as an old consumer i'm like dad gun i don't want to have to freaking go to hulu to see these different mcu properties and i feel the same way about star wars if they're like we've they have a freaking section that says star wars and then i have to go to hulu to watch a movie that would be dumb and i would be very probably angry about it if i'm yeah if i'm being honest so that's fair um i i fall in more in the camp of what you said of I don't think they will do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I really don't think they'll do that, but I wish they would just for us. Right. It's one of those things, you know, it's one of those things. Like yeah. you said, I think with those guys at the helm, especially with Dave, what we're going to talk about here, a little preview of True. where he stands. He's very adamant that it's for kids. You know, he, he's very strict. It feels like that even Mandalorian is starting to tiptoe the line of being too dark and even rogue one right we talked about rogue one before it's pretty freaking dark Mm -hmm. um so i feel like that might be as dark as we get that and kind of revenge of the sith type stuff but uh, i don't know um 
do you think do you think it's a, a never do you think we'll never see a rated r property never say never but right now with our current regime of people that are I, in charge, i tend to agree with you yes uh yeah we're not going to see rated r anytime soon but while you were talking I did get confirmation Deadpool is already on Hulu. So if ah. Star Wars was to go down the route of, for some reason, doing an R-rated project, it probably would end up being on Hulu, which, yeah, I don't really like that. I don't like going back and forth between the places. So I think I'm going to stick with, let's just not do an R-rated project, even though it would be yeah. cool to see, especially like a Sith-styled, maybe that where I, dude where my mind was acolyte i was like could you think not it wouldn't be rated r but like tvma or whatever you want to yeah. call it now yeah. and it'd be dark and it'd be oh, oh baby that's exactly where my mind went was acolyte when you asked this question i was like I how sick would that be because rated r again doesn't mean it has to be vulgar or anything like that it just opens up the realm of what they can do and the creativity of things right um but I, I, at the end of the day, I think you're right. I, I think they won't, I don't think the, the higher ups would even let it happen, especially now with the sequel trilogy and man, we got a Mandalorian. Um, I, I just don't see it in their cards. So, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that, but I thought it was a really interesting topic for us to have because all of those projects that I mentioned, they're all rated R and they're number one streaming or theatrical right now for a reason. There's obviously yeah. a market for it. So one of my I favorite, fair. one of my favorite comic book movies of all time is Logan. If you have it, if you like comic book movies and you're of age, right, you can handle an, a rated R because it's rated R now. Yeah, like it's no, pretty I have aggressive. not seen Logan. So. Oh, baby. It is so good. It was probably my movie of the year that year. Yeah. I've heard I've heard great things. Oh my God, man! I have it. I'm gonna let you watch that because okay. it is. Hey, I'll so, take that. It's so good, man. But yeah, it, if if they if that's the reason they do it, that's why I said rated R doesn't have to mean you know dirty sex and stuff. It can just mean like aggressiveness that you can't do otherwise. Yeah, so, sure, sure, we'll absolutely. We'll let listen, us know what guys. you think. Absolutely. And again, to check in or to uh, participate in our polls, follow us at uh, or on Twitter at Mando Talk so you can vote in those polls. And like I said, or like I've said, I, it might not have been on air. We're going to try to uh, put these polls in our weekly episode. So if you want to be reflected in our episode somehow just by voting on a poll, go check that out and let us know again. Do you want to see an R-rated Star Wars project? Yes or no? Jump down in the YouTube comments or discord is a great place to do it okay jj abrams is our next piece of news he was recently in an interview with collider where he stated that quote unquote working on pre-existing franchises is a double-edged sword now i am rocking if you're not on youtube i am rocking a star wars the rise of skywalker t-shirt in support of jj abrams Despite the film's flaws, you know, there's always some flaws here and there. But, you know, I figured I'd show some love for J.J. while we're talking about J.J. this week. First thing that I wanted to do, well, first of all, if you want to go check out the full interview, go hop over to Collider. I'm sure they've got it somewhere. But we're just going to break down three of his direct quotes. And the first one is the one that I've already said. Well, I'll say that the opportunity to get to work on any pre-existing franchise is definitely 
a double-edged sword. Honestly, I think there's just pros and cons. I would love to work on a Star Wars project, but the negatives behind that is everyone is probably going to come at me as far as what I should do, uh, how it should look, how it should land, and the list goes on. What do you think about that quote? Any other takeaways you want to add to that? I would never want to be in that position. That's where I'll stand on that because it's like being president. You ain't going to make everybody happy, man. You just can't. And talk about pressure, you know, and I, he, 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 I'll just say touche to what he says. Cause I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. All right. Next quote that I wanted to specifically discuss quote unquote from JJ. While I'm incredibly grateful and proud to have been involved in the projects, of course, all I see is what things could have been and what we might have done. I think JJ, and this is what great professionals do. They look back on things that they've done before and they notice things that they wish they could redo. And I really wish I could get inside his brain and specifically see what he wants to uh, change in specifically The Force Awakens even though I love The Force Awakens, and definitely feel like there's probably more with the rise of Skywalker. Thoughts on that? I felt like, like you said, great professionals look back, but also great professionals know how to handle interviews. And this is a great way of him saying, hey, look, guys, I would have changed stuff too. You know, like it's, it's not as easy as it seems. To me, he was blatantly saying Rise of Skywalker, but maybe that's just my bias. Well, and that, um, that but I also think maybe some Star Trek, too. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right as well. Because I know there, um, for me, I love, again, I know this is Star Wars Whoa, podcast. whoa, whoa. Don't whoa. come at me, guys. <laughs> I enjoy J.J.'s Star Trek because, to be fair, a lot of Trekkies say that J.J.'s Star Trek was very Star Warsy. That's probably why I, lo I love this so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I think I'm he was not involved big... with uh, Mission Impossible as well. Yeah, no, he. I think that was like his directorial debut, maybe. I don't really? know. He got in on on Mission Impossible three. I think he was in on that, and it's a. I mean, it it hmm. it may have revitalized the franchise, if I recall. That was before okay. our time, I think, or we were young, but maybe, maybe. Um, it's a great movie. Like it's a it's a really good one. But yeah, he got yeah. on on that. So. Go okay. ahead. Well, listen, I, again, it makes sense. He's, he's grateful and proud to work on the stuff, but obviously just like we would, if we were in that position, looking back on it, there's things that we as fans wish had gone different. I think it's great to see that JJ is kind of in that same mindset. Last quote that I wanted to discuss here from JJ's interview. The few things that I'm working on now as a writer are original ideas. I just feel as a director, I really would love to have my next projects be things that didn't pre-exist me necessarily. My big takeaway from that, just to get it out there, I think this is a nail in the coffin, 100% proof. JJ is not coming back to Star Wars. I think yeah. he is over that period of his career, even if they come at him with a big bucks. And I don't think they're even going to do that at this point. I think they've moved on now. Uh, he's not coming back, which I I think we've voiced it before. We like JJ. We like his work. The Force Awakens was great. The Rise of Skywalker, he tried to maybe save things that a lot of fans didn't like, which, yeah. okay, we might go down a rabbit hole here for a second. <laughs> I personally think that if JJ had stuck to The yes. Last Jedi's decisions, 
that maybe we would have looked back on the last Jedi and appreciated it a little yes, bit more. Yes. So you yes, yes, yes. Like, come on. We 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 need to do like a deep dive. We need to call it the deep dive and do it about these movies because we always touch on them and we don't get to dig in. All yeah. I'll say is there, you know, we had that leaked. This is what old rise of skywalker could have been yeah dude like if he would have just talking about colin trevorrow's yes yeah trevorrow's yeah the the script leak sorry um if if we would have got some of that stuff it's like it's like they had a thing and they were like this thing sucks we don't know (laughs) this thing sucks call jj and like a week we need a script in a week and just get his buddy uh uh who's the other rider chris terrio chris, chris terrio yeah Justice get him. Rider. let's get in a room and you guys just just do it right we need emperor back like that's how i felt and and i say that in the in the frame of jj i felt bad for jj mm. because yeah he took it on he's the director it's on him right at the end of the day he's the director it's on him however I truly feel like he was just the guy who took the bullets for the other people. That's how I feel in this situation. Hmm. Now that may be controversial. I don't know if you agree with me yeah. or not, but no, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think on that. I mean, part of me is just like, look, JJ, you did it. You had an opportunity to make it good. And it, it was kind of down the middle for me, at least the rise yeah. of Skywalker for me was a fun ride. Yeah. I'm about to say not a bad movie to me. Yeah, That's what I'm looking for is a fun ride. But I know with star Wars as Canon junkies, as fans, we want all these answers. The Palpatine thing is the biggest thing I think for a lot of us. And maybe we're fixing to get answers with that, with the Mandalorian and all these other things. But those are things that, that you got to answer in the films like that hand getting cut off the comic book a couple weeks Dude. ago you mentioned that's yeah. not something that you should save for a comic book that's something that should be involved in the trilogy uh <sighs> i know but yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know i don't know i, I did like trevor or Tre- however you say his last i think name. it's trevaro trevaro right? i did like his original like his script at least reading it now yeah. execution is a completely completely different, different thing. thing that's and right that takes me down the path of General Hux, and this was a thought of mine earlier this week. I think it was mm-hmm. tweeted out. General Hux, for me, as soon as I saw The Force Awakens, I thought there's going to be this great dynamic between Kylo and General Hux where there's two big baddies bumping heads with each other, and eventually Dude. Kylo is going to ax him. That's what I thought was going to happen. Hux became such a comedic relief that it was like not laughable in a good way. It, it physically pissed me off. <laughs> it, it was like, this is dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> Because he, even in Last Jedi, he tiptoed being ridiculous there, especially at the beginning when he's like, oh, what's going on? And he like slams him into the ground. He's dragging him around and stuff. I was just like, okay. But but at the end, when Kylo's just like, more, more. And and he, does he like slam Hux into the wall or something? Yeah, he throws him into the wall. Yeah. Pull on that thread, JJ. Come on. Dude, that would have been awesome. We would have had the Sith side and the actual like empire type, you know, military side. Oh, dude. Well, and it's it's just and maybe we should again. I think we do need to do a deep dive into we these do. things. We do, uh, man. 
but yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sorry. anyway, no, like no, you no. said, that's a <laughs> that's a deep rabbit hole we could go down here, and we don't mean to take you guys down the rabbit hole, but yeah, I'm sure you have feelings on this too. We're, I, just, we're Star we're Wars just fans. naturally flowing with this conversation, man. You never know where it's gonna go. You and never especially know. when you bring up JJ Abrams, the sequel trilogy, The Last Jedi, and everything. Yeah, we, else we're gonna be talking it. hours on that, you know. <laughs> so so we, you know what? Let's just pause there. Regardless, JJ Abrams speaking about working on pre-existing franchises we know for us as soon as we hear that he's talking about star wars obviously that's the one that's freshest but obviously he has worked on star trek mission impossible so he's got other franchises that he's done before i would make the argument though that star wars is definitely the biggest of those three. Oh uh, yeah in, i mean 100 I, so, I think i think the numbers back you up on that i don't yeah I, so I think, uh, it's nice to see him reflecting it's nice for him to see or to say at least that he wishes he could go back and maybe tweak some things. I don't know. It's just one of those things that we have to be a okay with and just move on from. Honestly, that's where I'm at. Like I know the sequels have negatives, but I'm just kind of ready to move on and enjoy the positive stuff that we've got now. And I think it's going to end up being very prequel ish for, you know, I talked, I think it was last week. I talked about Avery and Ray and the outlook of the kids yeah. I think it's going to be very prequely when we're older because I think we're going to look back on Force Awakens and see just how much fun it is and how much like just adrenaline pumping it is and mm-hmm. nostalgia. And I think we're going to look at Last Jedi and be like, oh, dude, all the Ray and the, the Kylo stuff was sick and Luke finally saving on that sick. You know, we're not going to I don't know. I think we're going to get this hazy effect. I hope we do. And I, I just am ready as well to just be able to accept them for what they are. They're not freaking rewriting them or whatever people are asking for. Yeah. They, they are what Retconning. they are. Retconning. They're, they're going to try to flesh it out with the animation and with Disney Plus. Okay. They've already shown so. us they're going to do that uh, with comic books too. And that's okay. Does that change the movies? No but they are what they are. So let's just yep. roll with what you like and, and let's keep it going, you know? So going back to what we were talking about, I wanted to bring up one last thing. I'm happy to see that he is working on new stuff and it's original yeah. stuff because he's a great filmmaker, okay? This dude yeah. is legit. And I'm excited to hear he's not sticking to these franchises um, simply because I want to see what he can do, what else he can do. Kind of the right. same uh, conversation we had about Ryan Johnson where... Mm-hmm amazing filmmaker and if you let him really flex his muscles on a non-pre-existing franchise he can kill it so i'm excited to see what jj does i think so so i'm excited to see jj and ryan to go in their own ways but with this next news piece i'm equally and more so excited to see the direction of lucasfilm and that is this our next news is dave filoni is now listed as the executive creative director at lucasfilm really fancy title name but this from variety like literally a few hours or i don't know maybe like half a day later variety came out with a report that had the following statement last summer lucasfilm quietly promoted the executive producer and frequent 
writer and director of the Mandalorian to executive creative director for the entire studio. A rep confirm a rep confirms with Variety, but the company didn't update its website with Filoni's new title until this week, which is when it began to percolate and then explode across Reddit and Twitter as if the promotion had just happened. So filoni has been in this position for a while. This is just the first time that we are personally hearing about it. And yeah, just like Variety said, it exploded. Twitter was vibing. Everyone was like, oh, what a great move. Um, I loved it. It was great to see. It's great to see The Apprentice slowly and surely becoming the master. So and, I know you were talking about it, right? Right, right. And you were talking about this last week where Filoni's climbing the ladder to maybe one day. I maybe, can smell it. Maybe one day becoming the president of Lucasfilm. So here's my personal take on this title. I don't know if it necessarily means much though i feel like executive creative director is just a fancy way of saying you're doing a great job here as a pay raise keep doing your thing i think it's one of those things where everything canon is probably going to run through him but i think we've seen evidence of that occurring ever since season one of the mandalorian it's very clear that i mean if you look at it outside of the sequels Ever since Disney acquired Star Wars, Filoni's worked on every project. He's been a producer of The Mandalorian. He's been a producer of that Resistance animated show. He is now a producer of The Bad Batch. He's going to be producing all the other live action shows that they're putting out. So I don't know. It's one of those things where it's great to see. Obviously, he's climbing the ladder, but I don't necessarily think, think the day-to-day of the business or of Lucasfilm has changed much obviously since he's been doing it since the summer zach yeah. what do you think about this uh title given to filoni and maybe the implications it has on the franchise moving forward yeah so um if you're in our discord you've already heard me talk about this but the way i took it was a little bit different than what keller takes it as okay i Great. take it as hey dave we need a captain of the freaking ship and we want you to be that captain. Okay. And what I mean by that is kind of what you were saying with the canon stuff, but also he, I feel like that just tells us he's going to be the litmus test. So when mm-hmm. I go write a Star Wars story, I can go to Dave, pitch it to him, and he's going to tell us, yeah, that's a Star Wars story, or no, that is not Star Wars. And that's okay. how I see that role. And again, it's just a title. It, of course, is a pay raise for him, I hope. And I, I do agree. I, one thing I will say, I hated that Variety dropped that because they like put a damper on it to they me. kind of did. They were kind of like, hey, it's really not news, whatever. I know. I, that kind of pissed me off because Variety's like, we're Variety. We're going to drop this. We Flex already knew. <laughs> we already knew about this. Uh, Twitter just calmed down. Like, we get it. Your variety, that's cool. But you didn't have to drop it the next day. Like you, I, that yeah. that pissed well, me I off. I think it was actually the same day. Okay, maybe it was. Baloney stuff came out in the morning, and I think Variety dropped it like late evening. Because it's like someone was at Variety, like, oh my god, we got to tell them we knew about this. It's it's like guys, just let us celebrate on Twitter. Reddit was blowing up. Like yeah. I was loving. Really, it. Um, I'm not on Reddit, so I, I'm not down. Oh that man. Way. I love Reddit so much, but you got to be careful. But uh, it's just Twitter with a lot more nerdy nerds, nerds, right? That sounds like my kind of place then. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. I love Reddit so much. But um, 
long story short, I love this. Keep going, Dave. Keep doing your thing. Um, I yeah. saw a quote on Reddit, and it made not. I, I always like to check my source, and I'll be honest, I did not check to see if he actually said this quote. But he was talking about um, he, his role with Kathleen Kennedy. Did you see this quote? I think I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, where he he's basically being honest and saying, I want to do live action, but mm. I have no yeah, I have no experience, experience with it. Yeah. And and I loved reading that and and seeing him kind of expose that. I believe it was from the Art of Mandalorian. Yes, you're right. What it was. That's what Twitter said at least. That's right. Again, I didn't check that, but uh just wanted to throw that out there that he man, he just knows what to say and he seems like a genuine dude. I just yeah. like he seems like a dude I just want to give a hug, you know? Like, <laughs> thank you, Dave. You're doing a good job. You're, get, you're keeping all of us together and happy. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to keep killing it. Like I said before, season two, he was way better than the season one, Dave, director-wise. Mm -hmm. right. And he did the Ahsoka episode. He wrote it, directed it, and it was sick. And now yeah. we're on Bad Batch, and it's way better than it deserves to be. So yeah. now um, you bringing up that quote. Sorry, mm -hmm. I didn't mean to cut you. No, off. no, no. I, I was just gonna say I don't think he's writing all of Bad Batch. Is that right? They have different Correct. writers. Correct. He's they just do. They do. Producing it right and, and directing. I think of some some of them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go um, ahead. Sorry. So, no, no. You're good. So what I was thinking though, while you were bringing up that Kathleen Kennedy quote, mm -hmm. you talked about it last week. You might not like the sequels, but Ken Kathleen Kennedy is directly um, involved. And the reason why Filoni is the position that he's at now, like that quote says, Filoni wouldn't have been put into that TV uh, live action spot if it wasn't for Kennedy making that decision. Right. And she gets a lot of heat now. Well-deserved no. at some points. Yeah. But you guys got to remember, she's the one making the call on this stuff. And we would not have Mandalorian. Yeah, we she's wouldn't the one have Dave. She's the one that makes the call on executive creative director of Lucasfilm. Boom. Let's make that Dave Filoni. Boom. She's the one that says, hey, Dave, you want to do live action? I'm going to hook you up and you got to prove yourself. It's just that's another sign. That's why she's there. Right? right. Well, and I think she's learning, learning after the sequels. And we talked about with JJ. I think she's looking back on the 100%, sequels. And she's man. realizing things that she needed to do. She needs someone that knows the canon. Dave Filoni's that guy. Yeah. She will handle the business of it. She'll get the cast members, the producers, the people that you want there. She'll mm -hmm. get them. Dave, you're the canon guru. You make sure that this is Star Wars, and I fully trust you. I think if Kathleen Kennedy keeps going down that lane, she'll have no problems. She'll have nothing but success as yeah. far as the president of Lucasfilm goes. I sent you that gif of like Birdman where he's like, like that gif. <laughs> Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. I feel with everything you just said, like, cause yeah. it just gets me so excited. I love seeing this and I can't wait to see what else they do in the future. And I can't wait to see how much Dave has influence on other shows like yeah. Acolyte, like Ahsoka, you know, he's going to be all over that Dude, one. Is, right. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? But, but all the other stuff too, like that, um, that anime style. Visions. One. Yeah. yeah. Visions. Like What's his role in that? We'll probably mm. never really know, but I would love to see like what he's doing with that and, and how he's able to flex his muscles. And, and we're seeing it in the Bad Batch, right? Um, mm -hmm. he, he, they're, they're dipping their toe into these little canon 
Easter eggs that you brought up. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. Yeah. But well, and talking about new stuff, right? Yeah. Do it, man. Um, so uh, the fourth, fourth one we got, last one, I believe, um, is from Variety again. Of course. The same article. Same, the article. same article. Just a little nugget in there. In parentheses, um, like it wasn't a big deal, by the way. Again, this is variety just going, hey, you Star Wars nerd, you, you know, it's, it's like, come on, this is huge news. Rangers of the New Republic is not currently in active development. Keller, are you surprised? I'm not surprised. Um, I think this is in direct response, unfortunately, to the Gina Carano situation. I think it was very evident that Cara Dune was probably going to be the lead of that series. And I don't know if they, I don't know if they know what to do with the show. Um, so for me though, when I hear this, when it says quote unquote is not currently in active development, I, I'm trying, I tried to be positive with it, but I, I don't see it happening. I don't see this show ever making seeing the light of day i yep. just don't think it's going to happen at this point usually when it hits not currently in active development it, it's probably going to stay there a while and that means it's probably not going to happen which bums me out uh i've voiced it before i love the the character of cara dune i thought that character had great potential and we we saw in season two with that uh x-wing pilot giving her that badge I felt like that was a direct tease of there's more to her that's outside of the Mandalorian. And I thought that this Rangers of the new Republic show is going to be it. And unfortunately I, I just think that's the situation that we're at. So I'm not surprised to answer your direct question. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. Now I, I am kind of disappointed, I guess. And, and things that, you know, we, we, we kind of have, uh, you know, talked about here, some th reasons to worry potentially number yeah. one, it was probably going to be Cara Dune, right? Cara right. Dune, Cara Dune. Hey, either way, Han, Han, hot, you know. Hot take for me. I don't love the character. Um, really? Okay. I think she's kind of boring. Um, and I think it's just Gina Carano is not a very good actress. Let's just call a spade a spade. She's not the best. And I thought that she progressed from season one to season fair, two. Fair, fair. And but we her, only saw her for like five seconds and right two. and her presence as far as action goes you can't beat that but it would be pretty tough for her to lead an entire show that's where i'm going with that with her acting chops. i think i don't want to see her lead a show and that's mm -hmm. harsh but that's just where i stand and i'm not gonna lie to you guys i want to tell you you know how i feel and that's how i feel i don't want to see her lead rangers of the new republic what I want out of Rachel's of the New Republic is you get us to like another character and keep it fresh and go, oh, baby, we're mixing up with a Mandalorian with this new female character. That's great. You know, have her be this female character. Keep it going and just don't let it be Cara Dune. Let it be someone else. That's yeah. what I wish to see out of this. But answering my own question to you, I read that as dead. Um D-E-A-D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D-E-D, dead. That's how I read that. Um, because I, I think I just, so, too. I was very on the fence about it in the first place, and then all that crap happened, and yeah. I just don't see how they're going to do it. Now, uh, we I wanted to bring up one last thing here. Reasons to not worry. 
right? So sure. um, we were never really attached to specific characters, right? And that goes back to what I was saying about Cara Dune, where she's okay as a side character. She's fine. She's a great, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, piece of the Mandalorian, like okay. next to Mandalorian, where he's the lead and she's the side character. She's I, yeah. There you go. I don't know how to how to. There's a <laughs> word I'm looking for. I can't find, and I think she fits that role perfectly, mm. but not a lead. Um, and I can see that. I I do think that there's potential in this next point that they may just be buying time to rewrite it and right. figure it out and go. All right, she's out. We've we've announced the show. There is hype around it still. I feel like. How can we make it work? Um, and the last part would be Favreau and Filoni are just preoccupied, right? They yeah. are pretty freaking busy. Um, so maybe that is on the lineup still. And mm -hmm. Variety just tossed it in there to get us talking about it. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, because apparently very... we, we have beef with Variety here tonight. <laughs> I got week. I got beef on you trying to kill the vibes. That's what I got beef on. Like, yeah. go on Variety. You know you guys know I drop my hot takes. I I, I got no I got no uh, filter around here. No, you're good, Come on. Man. You're oh, good. I ain't mad. I'm just letting the listeners and viewers know what's going on. They know. <laughs> all right, that's all I got on the, on that last point. Um okay. so for everyone listening, uh we're going to get into Bad Batch episode 4 yeah cornered spoiler review so Dude. if you haven't watched it go watch it right now pause yes. us pause if you're it. driving don't watch it but you know get get home watch it get back here and hear what we think also go on our discord and let us know what you think that's Absolutely. always a quicker way so keller i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up the poll on what yes. the viewers thought do that at mando talk go check it out on twitter if you want to join in so we just asked the fans what are, what are your overall impressions of Bad Batch episode four, Cornered? So 4% said it not for me. I think we just have one, like one or two or three people. It's like at that point, just clicking it every week. Honestly. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. 27% say it's okay. I think that, that's a big number compared to That's a weeks. big number. 18% said good, but not great. And 50% say top tier. I gotta. I, I'm just gonna drop my heater here. Do it. It ain't top tier for me. <laughs> um, I where I voted on this poll is it's okay, and I know I'm kind of getting to the point of our thoughts, but I thought it was okay. Yeah. I I I, I walked away from it like cool, but eh. yeah. <laughs> like and... that's how I feel. What do you think? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo your your take there. I as well voted. It's okay, um, and that's not necessarily a negative thing. There's great things in this episode. Not yeah. every single episode of the Bad Batch has to be top tier, or it doesn't have to just blow us away. That's right. But I mean, it could have been it could have been more, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, it's the bad batch. It's an animated show. Me knowing how the clone wars and how rebels is, I mean, you're going to have episodes like this, but here's my biggest like reason why I said it. It's okay. And that's 
this is two episodes back to back now where we've got issues with the ship where we have to land somewhere, fix it. And we have this little side mission that occurs because we get into issues basically. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess that plot line is kind of getting used a lot, but again, I'm not trying to be too negative, but yeah, I, I did vote for it's okay. Yeah. It's, but I it's mean, fine. That and I, it's getting in my psyche now because when I get done with the show, I'm like, where am I gonna vote on a poll? Uh, <laughs> so that's where I sat when I, I finished the show and I, and I sat on it and I, I rewatched it mm-hmm. and I just I think it's okay. And we're gonna get into the points and, and go through a full episode review here. Yeah. I'll let you take over for that, but um, I, I just think it's okay. And I think almost a lot of it for me is that I wish the episodes were longer. I wish episode three and episode four were one episode. That is kind of where I'm starting to feel like with these 20, again, I'm not super familiar with rebels and Clone Wars, so I'm not used to the shorter episodes. Um, So I think that definitely has a, has a, you know, bias for me or or I'm not used to it, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like they're so quick and they, they're very base level for me. Like, like the, this episode specifically I thought was awesome in, in the plot. Like if I read the plot, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. They're on a, you know, they're on a planet and they Phoenix coming after them. It's like, Oh, that's sick. But in in execution, I was just kind of bored with it. Um, I don't know. Let's get into it. Let's get into those. Those are all fair. Those are all fair takes. So let, let it, let us dive deep into this episode. Let's pull out the things that we really enjoyed. Let's uh, maybe see if we can discover something, maybe find things that we didn't like Uh, you. And first of all, before we dive into it, you let us know what you thought of the episode. If you thought it was top tier. Great. If you thought it was good, but not great. Great. If you thought it was okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. And if it's not for you, Okay, like, <laughs> Great, hey, hey, we just want to hear your thoughts because your opinion yeah. is your opinion, and we're gonna we're gonna just talk about ours, and and we want to hear what yours is. So yeah, so let's do this. The first thing that uh, comes up in the episode, the Bad Batch is really struggling without Republic support as far as uh, fuel, resources, food, like all these things that they're just so accustomed to not necessarily maybe having to worry about so much. They're suddenly having to worry about, especially now that their ship's been flagged which is why they have to stop suddenly on this planet pantora where fennec shand is then informed of their location on that planet now i did say this in the uh quick takeaway spoiler discussion on youtube on friday pantorans are those individuals that george lucas actually played back in the back of a scene in revenge of the sith so cool little canon connection there. Zach, first of all, I'll ask you this. No idea. Okay, that's what I was going to No, ask. no idea. I knew when they were, were dropping these aware? planets, <laughs> dropping these names. I was like, Keller's over there just writing down where, where, what minute of movie this is coming from. Yeah. But I was like, I'll take note of the name. And then when we talk about it, he'll tell me what it means. Because uh, I, I knew I knew you were going to know. And I'm happy to hear you, you uh, prove me right. But no, I didn't know. Um, that's amazing. That's uh, Dave Filoni saying, I'm the executive creative director. <laughs> and we're putting it on Pantora. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But now, uh, yeah. I do have a random question for you. When you, uh-huh. hear, when you hear Pantora and you see blue people, what do you think of possibly? 
Do you think of anything? I think of I mean, Avatar. There you go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people, when they hear Pantora and they see blue people, I, I mm -hmm. think people probably immediately go to Avatar. So cool, I guess, connection there. I, I think of Pandora's box, if that's what I'm being honest with you. Okay. I think of Pandora's box. I was just like, oh, Pandora, okay, let's do it. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, this is one thing that maybe I'm looking too much into. Just like this whole Omega is Force-sensitive thing. I know last week the big thing that Star Wars fans were going crazy about was Wrecker hitting his head. Now, for me, I don't and this might have just been me, so shoot me down if you don't feel the same way. Wrecker is he's on edge, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just me diving in too much into it. He he might seem a little on edge at the beginning of the episode, complaining about all these different things. Is the inhibitor chip already messed up a little bit? I don't know. Did you see it that way? Am I trying to find something just like I'm trying to find Omega being force sensitive or not? I I won't shoot you down because you may be right. I didn't think about it. Uh -huh. However, I don't think we are exaggerating him hitting his head because he does it again. True. Right. She yeah, slams let's just go his ahead head. and talk about that. I, sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but no, it, do it. Perfect segue. Um, she hits him and knocks his helmet off and knocks him out. Right. So that's More another time damage. that he gets a head slap. And yeah. I I didn't know. It's every time now that I, I'm on alert. I'm like, okay, Wrecker's in a fight. Oh, 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 he hit his head. I'm like, I'm waiting for him to like rise up and be clone Wrecker. Like zombie almost. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, all right, I'm bad now. That's that's honestly what I'm waiting on. Okay. And I, I kind of hope they Man, do it, but see, you I'm know, I'm still, sitting over here. I'm still leaning toward nothing's going to come out of that, personally. I think it's just one of those things that's just happening that all of us are going crazy about. No really shot, For man. no reason. No shot. They really? would. I, I, mm, I, I, it has to be something. They, they, they called it out last episode. They zoomed it on his head and said, Deep. like, come on now. And then this episode, they have him, his helmet flying off and hurt. Well, yeah. It was actually hilarious to me that he's like, and she's just like, <laughs> bah. And like, God has got him. It was, that, was that was my cool. next question. Are we okay with how easily Finnick just KOs him? I mean, this big, huge wrecker. I am. It's I, I, I think I am because I, I just think it's funny to me, okay. honestly. Because he, it, 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 two things. It's character for her to show that she's a, she's BA, yeah. right? Like she's and awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it also shows that. I would like to think that if this big burly guy was coming at a ninja type assassin, that she would do that. True. And also, does it lean into the fact that he's in getting inhibited by something? I don't know. Man, I, I think you're. <laughs> I think so. I'm latching on to Omega Force sensitive. Yeah. And you're latching on to record going. Oh, I'm all. Sure. I'm hashtag <laughs> all in on that because that dude. Something's gonna happen with that. It's gonna okay. come to a head. I so. hope you're right. I'm just still not falling in there, right. man. When it I happens, when it we'll happens, see. I'm going to start the show like this. <laughs> Do it. That's fair. Okay, listen. The next thing in the episode, the city, as far as when all those Imperial clone troopers are arriving, they're just pumped, man. Dude, I, I know, loved it. And, yeah, that's the biggest thing I know that you're enjoying the most with the Bad Batch. This is really the most Imperial thing that we get from yep. the episode. So I just wanted to ask you real quick, what were your thoughts on that? I loved it that scene 
it is so double-sided for us because we know everything like it's so dark in a way to me mm-hmm. so nazi-y right we keep talking yeah. bringing up the nazi influence of the empire um these people just don't know they uh, we've talked about it before they are not jedi and they're just civilians so to them yes the war is over we have a new uh, a new society is what i would call it really is this new empire's coming in things are gonna get better where there's not bombings on the street and crazy stuff anymore yay go empire and i loved it i freaking loved it because it was such a quick scene they didn't stay on it and hunter was it hunter who was like this is something's off or this is weird was it hunter that said that or or was it remember if it was him or echo it may have been echo i I can't remember remember. but um yeah no i love that scene give me more yeah, I thought it was interesting, and I know the Empire stuff. I wasn't necessarily on board with it, but the past couple of episodes has got me really intrigued with seeing how the early stages of the Empire get started. And uh, I love and, that they're they're bringing it up. Like, they didn't have right. to show any of that, and I yeah. love that they're doing it because it, it's the perfect medium and time to do it. Right, and it's just a small little plug that it's just going to – and even though it wasn't big in this episode like it has exactly. been in previous ones, they're still reminding us of it, and I, I think that's smart because so far – I think that's been the best part of the show, at least personally. Okay. Speaking of Echo, Echo, I think, was the comedic relief for this week's episode. He was sold for 3,000 credits. He thought he was worth it. Well, he didn't think he was worth at least 4,000. He just thought he was worth more. More than 2,000. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, no, I I thought it was making me laugh. I thought it was funny. Yeah, Um, I enjoyed that aspect, and I, I loved his little gear there that made him look like a droid i thought that was pretty sick i need that helmet in the studio that he yeah was it was sick and it was a good idea because i when he was dressed up and i'm like oh he's gonna be a droid it's freaking brilliant really you got yeah. that right on yeah 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 i was like oh dude it's brilliant it, i mean he's got that crazy arm and that stuff i was like True. that's sick a uh, great yeah. idea because he i mean he looks looks weird right yeah. i mean it, it, maybe not in the star wars world but i think it was a good call um okay. for them and I, I was cracking up at the scene because he's like, I'm worth more than freaking right. 2,000 credits. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, all, while all of that was going on, Omega was doing her thing where she was exploring, and this is where Fennec Shan comes into play. Fennec basically just kidnaps her casually, just walks her down the street. Uh, who knows what she was going to do with her or where she was going to take her. I'm sure just to her ship. And who, we'll get to that. We'll get to where maybe that's she right. might be going to. But that leads to this cool little duke it out sesh between Hunter and Finnick. I thought that was really cool. Uh, not much action, but I know I'll give this shout out here. Rebel Scum Texan was all about his knife use. Uh, yep. Over in the Hunter's Discord, a, yeah, man. Hunter's a great fighter. Yeah, I, I love knife stuff. I'm a sucker for anyways. Like yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, you know me, talking about Marvel. Um, the freaking Winter Soldier has some awesome knife antics and um i love seeing hunter with a knife because we see all this crazy tech and these guns and these lightsabers and he's got a knife he's got Mm -hmm. a sharp object and he does work with it and i i love it um but i also love that she kept up like she like blocked or whatever and then they kept duking it out and she like flicks it around and gets it on him i thought that was sick Um, it was a great little like 
free fight to their bigger fight later. Right. This was like the backbone of the episode, right? Right. Is, is their kind of fight. But I thought it was a great, um, a, a great episode to get us, or, or a great moment to get us into who Fennec is. Yes. Because if you, per, if you by chance haven't seen Mandalorian, you just know of this person who sounds like Mulan and you're like, wait a second, who is this person? Um, so I thought that was a great, little scene and and her being so nice with uh echo or um sorry not echo omega uh, yeah omega <laughs> yeah sorry. omega omega have we yeah. decided what it is yet have we decided I, I think it's omega i think it's omega unless you ask omega and then it's omega but yeah um no Reca. i think it's <laughs> Rec. what Reca. oh Reca. it's not, not Reca. yeah it's that's Reca. right Reca. Omega. and i love seeing record like kind of buck up like you don't push her yeah. i thought that was cool great character moment as well right so um, omega and fennec kind of get away for a second or and i think i'm remembering this correctly omega runs off fennec goes right. after her, and we see the law enforcement basically fly by now this is me stretching a little bit just to get your thoughts typically in rebels rogue one solo the projects that we've seen in between this time frame we see imperials enforcing the law but here in this early stage of the empire being created, we still see locals enforcing the law. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Because, again, I'm just trying to dive into the imperial stuff because I know that's your favorite mm -hmm. part. I, you know, I, I won't lie. I didn't think about it. But you're right that they were just like local cops, it seemed like, right. at least. And, uh, no, that's a great call out because it would make sense that in this time they wouldn't have total control yet. I mean, they would have some, they would have a lot, but uh, yeah, great call out right there. And I love seeing that because it would make sense. These people are duking it out in the streets with knives and guns and stuff. There would be some sort of police presence. And right. I always like that in the scenes, you know, it keeps it, keeps it hot, keeps it active, but I thought it was cool. And that's a great call out. I did not think about yeah. that. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly mention that. Cause I mean, that's just a thought that I had. And again, I know that's kind of your favorite thing. So. Wanted to see if, you know, we had additional thoughts there. But anyway, keeping going with the episode. Tech didn't really do much this episode. However, he keeps an eye on Omega through security cams and things like that. Echo and the maintenance droids go back to fix the ship while Wrecker and Hunter attempt to save Omega. And that's where this big scene and really the best scene of the episode starts occurring. We get the attack of the clones uh, speeder chase. I thought it was really cool. This is the best part of the episode, just point blank. This is, and it's really why I'm saying this week's is just okay because action is great. Don't get me wrong. But as far as a series goes, I'm more interested in like character development, uh, this empire stuff that we're seeing. But really, just this chase was really it as far as this episode goes. And that's why yeah. I keep landing back on the it was if okay. I agree with you 100% because it really, if I'm looking back on the episode, I say we got introduced to Fennec Shan. She's looking for Omega. Yep. Okay. You, and, you know what I mean? Oh, go ahead. And we get a little tease possibly of who, she, who, who she could be working for. I mean, she talks to the person, but we don't know who it is. So I let's, mean, we, let's just go ahead and get to that, man. Technically we have no idea. I mean, right. Uh, we zero idea they give us zero. no anything she talks exactly. into the little communicator and that's it but who could it be who's your take give, give it well, to I us get, get it right the first time and so we can go on <laughs> okay 
So as I was watching it a second time, I had a really, really interesting, but probably not going to happen prediction. Okay. Bear with Job me. Job of the hut. <laughs> Negative. Okay. So at in Clone Wars Season 7, we see Darth Maul discussing with Bryden Voss, uh, Vision, Paul mm-hmm. Bettany, mm-hmm. Solo. Mm-hmm. I think it could... And Crimson Dawn in Solo is obviously building up. I think there's possibly a Darth Maul connection here. Maybe she's working in the Crimson Dawn syndicate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to make a really crazy connection there with getting Darth Maul involved with the show because we know Maul is still alive and well because he escapes at the end of the final season of The Clone Wars. And we know this is currently basically a continuation of that storyline let's mm-hmm. call it how it is so i would love to see darth maul be incorporated that way i just don't i mean that that's that's gonna be my prediction i don't think okay. it's gonna happen though uh, you know and i i won't i i commend you for having that prediction because i really just don't know um it could be one part of me says it's it's um potentially like the empire trying to get her back because of the clone stuff but again i i have no idea who this could be and i am excited to find out um it may be as simple as that but i fit darth maul that'd be awesome like if it if it's a a criminal underworld type situation here i want to know why they're after why she's after what's you know there's a reason that they want her or want her back or whatever right so i mean i'm really interested to see that and i wish i think this episode would have done more for me if they would have given us a little little bit more to work with on that where it was just she pops up there she's looking for omega didn't get her at the end like i i kind of wish we would have saw you know one of the um like holograms or you know oh yeah yeah yeah, hologram. yeah, just a little hologram ones, you know, you see in their ship, which are like really cool. Um, I think that would have been cool to see like something like that, but we'll get there. I, they're going to answer it. I feel. Yeah, like. I think it's just but, one of those slow burn situations. Now, I yeah. do think let me give my most likely answer. It's probably yeah. just the Empire. Obviously, yeah, the that's... Empire wants her back or maybe the Kaminoans. We have finally learned how to correctly pronounce that, by the way. Thank you, uh, Rebel Scum Texan. Yeah, again. Kaminoans. Uh, the Kaminoans might have done it, though, because they, again, they mentioned in the previous episode that they need. Am I still saying that wrong? Kaminoans? No. Nope. Nope, okay. Not. I don't think so. Let me check that going. Now, now we got inside our own brains. <laughs> well, they mentioned in the previous yeah. episode that they need a special clone to come back so they can make their new superior clone to stay relevant for the empire so it would make sense for the kaminoans unless zach corrects me for them to hire a bounty hunter or an assassin okay good it would make sense for them to hire somebody to get omega so it's either the empire trying to get omega or it is the Kaminoans. But as I was saying that, I'm leaning toward the Kaminoans. It would make more sense for them to so want her back. That's that was where my most likely went um, okay. was Kaminoans. Uh, I I think I think it could be them. It could be the leader guy. Like, oh, we got to get her back. But the only pause I have with that is when the other 
like her person she was following around lets her leave with them, right? She like protects them as they Yeah, as, that's true. So what are is she just protecting her, like actually protecting her, protecting her and mm. want her back now? Or did she not tell her boss and her boss is like, we got to get her back? So that's that's where I lean the most likeliness of it. I said Empire, which is a chance, but it really just may be the Kaminoans. I think <laughs> I think so. Listen. We are not good at pronouncing these hey, Star Wars yeah. names sometimes. So, yeah, you're hey, getting us, you know. You're like getting I said, us real. This we're, is real, baby. We're real. <laughs> <laughs> like last week when you saw me like freeze frame. That's uh, that's real, baby. We, we got to yeah. keep it going. Um, sorry, go ahead. I do have one other question, though. Do you think this is going to connect her to Boba Fett somehow? Great question. You just put me on the spot. Um, okay, I'll, uh, while you think. Yes. Okay, okay. I'll just say yes. I mean, yes. he's okay. got to be a part of it, right? I mean. So here's the connection I think that's going to be made is I think eventually they're just going to cross paths as all bounty hunters do. I, I don't think it's him being like the one communicating with her, though. I think it's just one of those no. natural things. Oh, you're saying cross paths with Finnick or with right. Omega? Bo sorry, sorry. Boba and Finnick are going to cross oh. paths at some point. Oh, 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 oh. But in your show, you're no. saying Boba's gonna cross with Omega. I was saying, oh maybe. wow, oh, I wow. think that would be sick. Um, yeah. but again, I, I don't see it happening. But I mean, that'd be cool. I, I don't know. Where where does Boba at at this point? It's a great Dude, question. We don't yeah, know. I I I don't know. He's like growing up, right? Is it possible for Boba to be the DNA that they need since it's Django's son, or they need a special? clone correct i'm not up on my uh clone <laughs> requirements <laughs> we need Sorry. jacob we need jacob here man yeah he'd, he'd be able to answer these questions let us know in the comments tell us you know uh or, or discord whichever one you're on tell us yeah. about the clone requirements of boba and Django fett because i want to know um i make a joke but i this is awesome stuff so absolutely um, well listen i'll go ahead and make this prediction for next week the Ida floor planet that Hunter mentions at the beginning of the episode, the uninhabited planet, I think that's where they're going to go next because obviously he had that uh, goal to go there in the first place, but they had to stop. So I think we're going to see that planet. I don't believe we've seen that planet before, so it's going to be completely new. Now, we are still in that, or for me at least, because I love Captain Rex, I'm still in that mindset of when are we going to see him, when are we going to see him, when are we going to see him. It would make sense for an uninhabited planet for Rex to be hiding out on. So I think there's potential that we see Rex, but I'll leave that for the listeners to decide. If you think we're going to see Rex next episode, let us know. Uh, if you think it's going to be something that we wait for, let us know that as well. Jump down in the YouTube comments or, again, hop over to Discord, have some conversations with us in the spoiler thread for The Bad Batch. We're having a lot of fun having yeah, discussions with for that. Sure. And what I think on that, I'll throw out my prediction. If they just land on an inhabited planet and run into Rex, I think I'm going to be like, come on. Right. Be like, come on. There's a whole planet and you landed next I, I i don't know just give me something be like oh we're getting a signal or oh we're getting an encoded mm. blah 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 That's you huge. know yeah just something like that i think would be sick um okay. but I, i'm excited i i i want them to you know he, he kind of states there in the in the in the episode like 
who is this person? We need to find out who this person is. I hope they work on that. And I hope they dig into that character too. Cause okay. I think Finnick is a sick character and I can't wait to learn more about her as well. Yeah. Agree. And we're definitely not done with Finnick and I can't wait to continue to see her. I and I thought she to... looked, Oh, you go ahead. <laughs> go. Go I think ahead. she looked nothing like her. Yeah. Like, her real her life look. person. I got to say that too. Does, her look does look kind of off, but nothing like I had seen a picture person. of her like a few months ago. So I'd already, I was already aware of oh. kind of what her look was going to be. So it didn't really take me back any. Like I knew who but, it was and I was like, nah, not yeah. her, but I, nitpick. I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause the whole time I was seeing her, I was like, yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't her, but okay. Yeah. Sounds like no, her, that's but. fair. Well, listen, that covers the episode. Unless Zach, you have anything you want to add. Cause I mean, like, like I said, in the quick takeaway, there's not much meat to the bone as far as canon stuff goes yeah. here. We I think that's a, why we, it's an okay one. We had a just, speeder chase and we had Phoenix Shan and Brecker hitting his head again. I mean, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> and we had some, yeah, Empire, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, that's why I said at the beginning of this very base level kind of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And, and where last week we were really getting into character development and, and digging in. And this episode, we're getting just some cool visuals and hey look there's a bounty hunter after us there's always a bounty hunter after you in star wars by the way yeah if you if you have your own show you got a bounty hunter coming after you true well let me ask (laughs) you this to finish off our episode four cornered recap review spoiler discussion are you because obviously you have said it's just okay are you Mm -hmm. worried at all as far as the show goes or are you just kind of like I, I get that this is just the level of the bad batch i'll just enjoy the ride is great it- question i think i am not worried yet no okay. i think i think this is just a it wasn't it wasn't near bad enough for me to go oh god we're we're off the rails <laughs> um i i yeah. think it was it was just a, a tv show episode for me it was the most tv-ish episode yet for mm-hmm. me where i was just walked away i was like eh it didn't get me excited for next week or more excited. I should say mm-hmm. it didn't ha- leave me at the edge of my seat. It didn't do any of those things I want out of an episode like last week or, or episode one, like talk about an episode. Yeah. It just left me like, eh, you know, yeah. whatever. And I'll be honest. I was very excited to hear what you had to say. Cause I didn't want to be the Debbie downer on the episode. So no, I'm happy no, no. we're kind of, you know, level. Yeah. now for me, and I wanted to ask you that first, because obviously I have the familiarity of knowing what the Clone Wars and Rebels flows like. Mm-hmm. And this is right in line with it. That's why I'm not even close to worried personally, because yeah. they have episodes like this sometimes where it's very basic. We have to remind ourselves this is an animated TV show for kids on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. However they have kind of got us adults going crazy with that crosshair scene where he just murks some people. That was definitely not childlike, but Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, we talked about that. Like, Whoa, like this dude's just murking people. And that was cool. Um, I, 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 I want to see him lean into that a bit more. I don't know how much more you can get into that with kids show stuff, kind of going back to what we're talking about, but um i don't know man i i don't think it's anywhere near off the rails yet i'm 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 excited for next week i didn't mean to sound Mm -hmm. like i wasn't excited but this didn't get me more excited 
I will say that. That's a that's so. a great great way to put it. Well, listen, that covers our show. Uh, we got through all those news pieces. We got through the Bad Batch episode four corner review. So again, I'm gonna come back to this just because I'm honestly curious to our listeners. Do you like this format that we're currently covering uh, Star Wars as a whole? Like, do you enjoy us doing all of the topics, the news topics at the beginning and then hitting the Bad Batch episode? If you like that, keep or just let us know in the Discord yeah. either, or either in way, the comments. Either way, just let us know somehow if you enjoy it. Or do you think maybe we should try to split it up? Because I'll just go ahead and be honest. We're considering possibly splitting it up because, you know, we talked about earlier, we could really dive deep into that J.J. Abrams and thing. It, it's only going to get more news because we right. got more stuff coming out. So yeah. um, we, we wanted to take it to you guys. And if you're still listening, then, you know, you're you're legit, first right. of all. But uh, we, we thank legit. you for sticking around. And we want to hear really what you guys think, because you're the ones that are really listening. And right. uh, just and let us know in the comments. You. We're here to please you, not, our, sure. not ourselves. <laughs> At the end of the day, like we could do this off air, right? We want to do this with you together and we want you guys to benefit the most out of it so does that mean the way we keep doing it and you can just skip forward ahead if we're being honest that's what i do or yeah. would you want to see two different you know news and then spoiler would you want us to flip-flop let us know what you guys think and we will try our best to accommodate what we believe is the best and um just let us know what you think absolutely well listen follow us on twitter instagram Facebook at Mando Talk. Hit the Discord link to continue to have conversations with us. Zach, I appreciate you being here yet another week. It was great to have you. I have nothing to say other than thank you for having me. I love Star Wars and I can't <laughs> wait to talk to you next week again. Absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll have some more awesome news pieces to discuss. We will. And we'll have, a, hopefully, we'll have a top tier episode five of the bad batch all right we're gonna get out of here we hope you have a blessed week and as always we have spoken